0: Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. This is my last episode of season three. Man, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and better and better. And thanks so much for listening right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. But I want to talk about my good friends at Elytra Health, because we spend money and we invest in so many unimportant things. We just need to start talking about investing in our most valuable asset, which is ourselves. That's you, okay? Listen, this is what Elite Health is all about. It's a Manhattan Center for Life and Longevity. You get to go there. You you take you, your spouse, your partner, whoever you want. Key people in your in your business. You go for the day. They run every test there is on you in a spot-like atmosphere. I can't believe it. I I spent the entire day there, and they tested all kinds of things: CAT scans, bone scans, uh, bone density. Um, I you know machines I don't even know about the blood test. Uh, urine test, everything. And not only that, I didn't have to wait for them. At the end of the day, they had them all there. And I sit down with a doctor for a couple hours, went through it, and it changed my life. I'm telling you that it changed my life. I'm now losing weight. I'm exercising. I'm eating better. And I know what to look for in my health in the future and that of my wife. What a big load off my mind. This is fantastic to be able to have that. And guess what? The doctor called me back a couple weeks later and he called me again to double check. And he's not doing that because I'm just a host of the show. He's calling to check in on me. And I think that's pretty cool. That's the kind of service you get at Elytra Health. E-L-I-T-R, Elytra Health. Check it out. Manhattan Center for Life and right in New York. If you're an executive, you need to invest in yourself and that's where you need to go. And hey, listen, my folks, I love to talk about a great show. In this show, I've got somebody on this show. We're going to be talking about digital trends a little bit, but you can tell from the interview we had so much fun just talking about all kinds of things. Net neutrality, um, you know, uh, people who, who like to come back to sites, is it easier to get content or is it better to find uh, traffic? Now, there we're going to learn about a lot in this show. So, I'm talking to Ian Bell, who's the CEO of Digital Trends. Now, one of the biggest sites in the world when it comes to reviewing products, reviewing services, and looking at, obviously, digital trends. And he's got a great experience, and we had a great talk. So, listen in and welcome Ian Bell.
1: Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Okay, so you started and been involved
0: like myself in a lot of different businesses. What's, What's your favorite one right now?
2: you know probably the one we're doing right now here at digital trends so mm-hmm. you know I've, everybody loves technology of course right you know we uh well not everybody, everybody. you got everybody.
0: a bunch of curmudgeons out there you know but i'm i'm like a millennial in a in a baby boomer's body so i like technology because it it's my friend you know it like just a few minutes ago it reminded me to send a gift to my wife that's smart.
2: I like that. <laughs> you know what? There's a weird yeah. trend though going on right now. I don't know if you guys pay attention to some of this stuff, but like vinyl records are starting to like outsell digital downloads. Uh, books are coming back, so there's kind of this analog movement kind of happening right now, which is interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, the pendulum Well, the pendulum swings both ways, right? I mean, I I don't like reading online. I don't. I like reading a real piece of paper. I like reading. Um, you know, I like reading a real book. I like I like those things. So I th- I haven't gone back to listening to a vinyl record cuz I'd have to go freaking find a record player now again you know but uh that would be cool i mean this you know what i mean because the sound would be yeah cool, right? dude.
2: and you know you can buy them everywhere now you can buy vinyl records at target uh i think urban outfitters is like the number one record or the vinyl uh seller out there right now uh somebody was telling me
0: or you can go in those kind of like uh you know smelly places where they really got good digital <laughs> and good vinyl record, right you know the guy that hasn't showered for like three days and that's the guy that's, that's right that's,
2: that's, that's right <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like getting a floor show when you're buying your your record. Yeah, and then you probably you you don't know what I'm talking about. It kind of like, it kind of looks like um, oh, I don't know who's the guy that committed suicide or overdosed. Uh, the guy that used to be up in uh, oh my goodness Rochester, and he was in the the Hunger Games, and
2: God, I can't remember his name. Yeah, that uh, that happened recently though, right?
0: Yeah, a couple well, about a year or two ago. You know, we were hell. We were friends on Facebook because we were both from Rod. Or I, I lived in Rochester when I was at Kodak. I can I'll remember his name in a minute. Huh. Uh, really great actor. Really great actor. But he always plays kind of this grungy kind of looking guy. He was in that that, that Seymour
2: Hoffman. Seymour that's Hoffman.
0: Right. Thanks. There, that, that's listen to that. There, there's Mitch. Mitch. You know, Mitch likes to jump in every so often just so he can be heard. <laughs> his parents listened to the podcast so there you go there's my my producer yeah seymour hoppin yeah he he, oh man he's well one he's a great actor too he played he he kind of played that guy that runs a record
2: yeah and it wasn't a john kuzak that did that as well high fidelity remember that
0: yeah that was was, a good memory yeah Yeah. john kuzak i know john kuzak do you know john kuzak's very tall he's like six foot three six foot seriously Yeah. Side, side I mean, note, side that, note, there you go. a
2: little that's, bit of trivia. He's real height. That's not like Vin Diesel on like, you know, wearing those big old boots yeah, with platforms. platforms. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right. bullshit. No, this is like, he's really tall. His sister's tall. I met him at a Wall Street Journal conference years ago. Anyway, what the hell does any of this <laughs> got to do with digital trends? This is like, <laughs> like, like nothing with the business, but I'm having a shitload of fun. So that's all right. You know, so, so what's digital trends? Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, so uh we're we're a site that reviews consumer electronics. So cell phones, TVs, uh turn tables, uh we even do car reviews. Um so and, and we also write about uh, you know, we write about that stuff, we do news, we do podcasts, so anything that's kind of around that world of consumer electronics. But you know, we do it that you know, we do it in a way that's fun and warm and welcoming and not super, you know, uh snarky or anything like that. So, you know, it's fun. It's kind of a, a fun tech site, if you will. It's not you know we cover the aspirational and the attainable so we cover a lot of the exciting stuff that that kind of comes from the world of tech
0: do you ever find yourself wanting to be snarky though a little bit i mean you see my you see my gear that you you <laughs> could go snarky pretty quick
2: you know what I'm i mean i could go snarky if i wanted to but i mean that's not you know that's not the way i'm built it's not like you know one yeah. of our core values you don't remember when we grew up with these tech sites right you know yeah. pc Mac, pc worlds oh, being yeah and it was all about like beige computer boxes and stuff like that and uh you know I love tech but I wasn't like a super hardcore geek like you know I like video games but you know I also like cars you know I played sports and we said you know what nobody's really covering this stuff in a way that is actually fun nobody really puts an emphasis on design and usability and kind of the experience you get from the products. It's all about like specifications and benchmarks. And so that's where we came up with the idea. We said, you know, let's do something a little bit different. Uh, let's make it a little bit more mainstream. Let's have some fun with this stuff. And, you know, it took off and uh, turned into a real business. And uh, it's been a lot of fun.
0: So how do you make money with it? So talk. let's talk about the business of the business. I like to talk about that. That's what all business is all about. So tell me about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like most digital media businesses, it's all, you know, most of it's done around advertising. So, yep. uh, you know, they, you know, companies pay us to put banner ads on the site, sponsor shows, uh, you know, that type of stuff. We do some licensing, mm-hmm. you know, quotes that you might see in like a TV commercial for a phone or something like that, but most of it's still uh, ad based.
0: You mean where somebody, somebody says, Hey, as seen in digital trends or something like that, you've got a license for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, You know, you're watching March Madness or something like that. There's a TV commercial and it says, you know, quote, the best TV on the market. Um, You know, we make some money from that stuff, but you know, most of it's still ad related.
0: So it's all about volume to your site and being popular enough for people or trusted enough. That's probably a better word. Um, trusted enough to be able to come and get the reviews, see how it's being used, the way it's being used, what's the good, the bad, the ugly. And then from that, you get volume enough to make money from the ads and the eyeballs.
2: Exactly right. So, you know, we're anywhere from 20 to 30 million uniques a month on digital trends, Um, you know, 100 million plus page views. So quite a bit. So it's, it's definitely grown. It's been a yeah, lot of fun. So, so
0: how did you how did you say, hey, I want to get into that? I mean, what were you doing before <laughs> that said, you know, hey, I, one, I can get paid for this, and two, people will come.
2: Yeah, you know. So I kind of fell into it. Uh, met my business partner at a mutual friend's wedding. We were in the buffet line, right? And there was this guy in between us, and he had the cell phone. I was like, hey, dude, where'd you get this phone at? It's not out on the market yet. And he goes... What kind of phone was it? I don't even remember what it was. I want to say it was like a Motorola. I think Motorola back in the day was pretty hot. Remember that? It was like, what?
0: Oh, yeah, ago. no. Hey, the guys that did Motorola, Jeff, uh, Jeff Smith was the CMO. You guys don't even know this, but I remember Jeff. And um, in fact, I was actually recruited to go to uh, Motorola one time for as a CMO role. But but anyway, but a side note from that, but Jeff yeah. was the guy that came up with the... Came up with all the teammate. He wanted to make Motorola uh, like a fashion accessory, so that the phone could be interchanged. And for a while, they did that. And they had, well, of course, Motorola had the StarTac and had some of the greatest phones. Oh, and then they in, got into the Razor. Life.
2: Remember that the Razor phone? Yeah, everybody the razor, had that damn phone.
0: Well, and that Razor was he wanted to make it like a fashion statement. So you, if you go out, you can take this: your red phone, your green phone, your yellow phone. He wanted to make them interchangeable. And then, by the way, he hired. Um, I have to tell you this too. He hired. Um, Ogilvy, and I know the guy, the former vice chairman of Ogilvy, who came up with Hello Moto. Remember that? Yeah, which and I they love. Did, they're bringing it back, by the way. That's that's very old. And now you hear him bringing that back. Uh, Hello, Moto. And and the guy did the voice, too. The guy, the How vice is, chairman. How's it Ginto. go again, Jeff? Yeah, I say Hello Moto. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that cool? I just think that's freaking cool. I mean, there's some iconic things like that. Anyway, side note, God, we're never going to get this freaking interview done, because <laughs> We're just having too much fun. But so you're in, you see the guy in the phone, you're, 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 picking up your, your big shrimp, right? That's right. In the buffet right. line, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and I'm like, dude, where'd you get that phone? You know, it, it, it was the first phone on the market. If I remember correctly, they had Bluetooth. I think Motorola was the first one that had Bluetooth uh, in their phones. And he goes, Hey, I work for Home Depot or Office Depot. I'm a merchandiser and I get my hands on this stuff. And I go, man, I would love to do a website or something like that, where I can just play with gadgets and test them out. And this guy leans forward in the buffet line and goes, you know what? I know how to build websites. I'll build a website if you can get the stuff in and we can play with it. You know, uh, this was up in Seattle at the wedding. He worked, I think at real networks at the time and I was working at Intel and we just kind of stayed in touch and, uh, you know, just for, you know, just for fun, launched a bunch of, you know, different websites. You know, we had a gadget site. We had one around computers. We had one that was video games, um. You know, we just had a bunch of websites. Didn't know we could make money on it. You know, just kind of farting around. Hmm. We even had a little internet radio station for a while. That just so we could share each other's uh, music It was over Shoutcast. Remember Shoutcast and Winamp? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so we just kind of did this for a little bit. And somebody came to us and said, "You know, we want to put a banner ad on your site. We'll pay you some money." And I was like, "What the hell's a banner ad?" You know. And yeah. uh, so I look at it. I'm like, "All right, well, no, ser- no right? seriously, no,
0: seriously, you didn't know. You really didn't know what that yeah, was, was, right? Was, you didn't know about the model." I mean, you kind of knew what a banner.
2: ad was. Yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two, right? So, oh, okay. I mean yeah. this, was, this was a while ago, and um, you know, I guess it was a few years after that. I said, okay, we'll put the banner ad up, and it was like I don't know, three or four grand a month or something like that. I was like, crap, that's a ton of money. Um, yeah, how can I get ten of these? Exactly right. So then you know, I, <laughs> so you know, uh, I think they up up their buy from like three to six grand a month or something like that. I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a pay cut. Quit my job, do this full time. Biggest mistake ever, by the yeah. way. And uh, two months later, they stop advertising. I'm like, "What the hell? Why would you stop?" And He goes, "Well, Ian, we don't advertise year round." And that's where I was like, "Oh shit!" Right? Oh shit! Exactly oh, right. Shit. And yeah. that was, yeah, you know, that was kind of the. That would have
0: been a good question to ask, right?
2: <laughs> that was a wake up call, right? And uh yeah. so it was at that point in time, you know, I, I fly out to New York and I hit up every ad agency you could and I'd get laughed out of the, out of every meeting. They were like, dude, you got like a hundred thousand uniques. Get the hell out of here. It's not even worth advertising with. And uh fine
0: And of course you'll be getting a hundred thousand as I yeah. would, like all of us. I mean that's a lot. Yeah, you're like,
2: dude, but- like high quality, yeah. like, you know, our visitors yeah. are really unique. They're special. And uh, they just kind of laughed me out of the room and, you know, finally, I think we were at Dentsu, you know, and and uh, somebody there on the printer team, I think it was printer can of cameras goes, you know what? Uh, sure, we'll give you a test buy. Here's 50k. And I was like, wow, 50k for a year. That's great. And they're like, no, Ian, that's for a month. And That's where I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, I don't have enough traffic. Yeah. How am I going to do so- this?
0: Yeah. But the sec- sec- second time, that's your second learning. Like, shut up. Don't say month. <laughs> that's right. See? Or, or year, right? Don't <laughs> say year, right? I mean, that was a learning that's for you, absolutely. right? I absolutely. Mean, this is how you learn this stuff, guys that are listening. The guys and gals are listening. Sometimes you talk too fucking <laughs> much. And so th- there's a great example. I'm serious. I use this as an example because you, you say, hey, that's a great buy for a year. No, Ian, that's a month. Idiot. So boom, you you go like well, don't make that mistake again. Absolutely
2: right. right. And, and you know the second mistake yeah. is I I took the buy and I didn't have enough traffic, so I'm like calling up all my buddies. Hey Jeffrey, can, can I run these ads on your yeah. website? I'll share the revenue with you. And then I go back to Dentsu and I'm like, hey, I've got these three other tech sites. They're all great guys. You know, let's do this. And they were like, okay. And I just kind of learned the ropes at that time. And. uh yeah, You know, kind of the rest is history after that. Because all they want,
0: all they want is traffic. They want traffic. They want eyeballs. They want the right, or they want the right eyeballs. Let's say that.
2: Yeah. yeah. If it's the right demo yeah. and, you know, enough, you know, these smaller tech sites to where if we combine them, it was enough traffic and, you know, it made the buy worthwhile. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we kind of cut our teeth on that and kind of figured the game out. And, uh, you know, I think my business partner came on like a year after that. So, I mean, really this is, you know, right around 2005. You know, and we said, you know what, let's rebrand the site, let's make it, you know, more consumer electronic focused. We kind of got rid of all the other sites and really just focused on DT, um, digital trends, and just really blew it up from there.
0: All right. I'm gonna come back. I got another question I want to ask is something you said, yeah. and but I need to take a break and I gotta get paid because I don't have banner ads on uh on podcasts. <laughs> I gotta read this stuff in. This is like live stuff. So hey, if you're looking at a business just like Ian went and did and built his own. But you want something a little easier than something you can kind of follow a tempo, don't forget to talk about Liberty Tax and buying a franchise. Now, this is a real great seasonal franchise, by the way. You can only work part-time. If you only want to work part-time, you can just have it open during the tax season or you can open a year long. I mean, it's up to you. Their franchise has been the best of the best. and They placed the top of the fran- financial services category of Entrepreneurs Franchise 500. I, I really like Liberty Tax, as everybody knows. Uh, they're good friends of mine. I actually had one of the master franchisees in my office today here in New York, and he's a good friend of mine. And uh, we were talking about his business and he owns a lot of other ones, too. So, you know, I think he owns like 18 franchises. So pretty big guy. So so if you're looking to join a, a winning team and become a franchisee, visit LibertyTaxFranchise.com. So so I'm talking to Ian Bell, the CEO and founder of Digital Trends and The Manual. So, Ian, one of the things you said, you said I you're working at Intel and you said I quit my job. And I started this business, one of the worst things you've ever done. Now, why, why did you say it was one of the worst thing you've done? Because it's actually turned out to be a really great thing. Was it just because at the time it was kind of a stupid move?
2: Yeah. You know, I think, you know, we had just bought a house at the time, um, you know, uh, it was, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, look, I, you know, as a, as a kind of investor in other startups as well, I always tell people like, dude, do it on the side. Yeah. Wait till yeah. you're making enough money. Yeah. Um, you know, be smart about it. How many times you run into founders, you know, that are like, oh, I quit my job. I mortgage my house, you know, uh, and then they're maybe forced to go out and raise a bunch of capital. That first round that they raise, it's really going in the garbage can because they don't know what to do with it. Right. And, and they're they giving
0: it and they're giving away the company at a higher rate than what they should be doing.
2: Exactly right. They're thrown away, you know, um, so all this like passion and energy about building something great, you know, after a few years of, of going through that, that, uh, you know, that round of fundraising, you realize, crap, I got to put food on the table. Yeah. I'm coming in here, I'm doing this, and I don't own the business anymore. So uh, I, I, you know, thankfully, I avoided that, uh, was able to go out and drum, drum up enough business. I, you know, I didn't have to do anything crazy like mortgage a house or even rack up credit card debt. Um, but it was definitely a panic hustle moment of, you know, look, I got to get moving. I got to get revenue coming in. Uh, I mean, I remember one of our uh, pitch decks we had. Uh, one of the media planners pointed out I had the CNET logo on it. I had ripped off a CNET deck, and uh, you know, was kind of swapping out some of the Wait, content. not say there.
0: that you you, you actually <laughs> borrowed some of the best ideas from. A C- yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> but isn't is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> right, there you go. There you go. You know. So I mean, look, I mean, but that's the whole all, thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: There are no original ideas; it's just ones we recycle, right? So <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> You know, so I, I guess the best word with not the worst decision you ever made—but it was really probably premature, right? You, you you could have spent some more time probably figuring out the market, figure out what works, and doing it on the side and still getting paid. That would have been the s- safer, probably smarter thing to do. But it worked yeah, out. Look, it worked I, it, out. Uh,
2: yeah, I Yeah, I probably got emotional on that decision. It wasn't logical. I was probably like, "Look, I'm yeah. not my job. You know, yeah. I'm finding any reason to quit to go do something." Right? And yeah. you do that, and you look back, and you're like, "Crap, I sh- maybe shouldn't have done that."
1: So. Yeah.
0: So give me an idea. Uh, So uh, what I think is interesting is you had to really build an audience. I mean, what works good for you is you got on the one hand, you know, I've said this before. I used to be partners with Sheldon Adelson who used to own Comdex and uh, we were in the tech business business together. And of course he owns the Venetian Hotel and he used to own this big show called uh, Comdex. You remember Comdex. Yeah. I used to go to it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he sold it for 900 and some million bucks and, And, but I asked one time, I said, Sheldon, what makes a great trade, you know, a great trade show, great event? And he goes, Well, Jeff, uh, attendees beget exhibitors, exhibitors beget attendees, right? So in your business, you got to have great reviews and, you know, and have a great way of presenting those reviews. At the same time, you got to have a good audience to to give it to, right? That's right. Yeah. So how do you build an audience?
2: You know, um, it's not well it's not easy as you know right um i think the biggest mistake that a lot of digital media startups do are they focus maybe on one channel and we never r- really did that we did okay we've got seo over here remember back in the day slash dot we used to put a bunch of articles up on slash dot dig oh, yeah. reddit see if they'd take off that way um so we just kind of really distributed the content all over the place we got our links out there um You know, I I would say we did some SEO. We didn't really know what we were doing there on the SEO side. But, um, you know, it it was one of those things where you just kind of like it slowly, slowly started to ramp up. And then you realize, oh, if we cover this topic more, we're going to get more traffic. People really seem to like this topic. So we really focused in on certain areas. Um, You know, building a brand is always tough, right? You got to interact with uh, readers that come to the site, you know. People are going to call you out if you're doing things wrong. So, how do you turn them into advocates? Right? You don't fight with your readers. That's like the worst thing you want to do. So, just a lot of uh, you know sweat equity going into it. Really, um, you know, it's not easy.
0: Yeah, it's not, well, if it's easy, everybody do it,
2: right? Exactly right.
0: So, so is is it is content or is traffic harder to come by? Which is which is the two
2: is harder? You know. I think traffic is, uh, I think the yeah, I'd, biggest, I, I'd
0: say the same thing, you know, right? we do, we have C-suite TV and we also have C-suite radio, but I do believe, you know, finding the eyeballs or finding the ears or, you know, get, you know, winning the hearts and minds. I think that's the toughest piece.
2: That's right. You know, and, and the problem with digital media that I find is everything's measurable. So this whole, you know, age of, I can write whatever thought piece I want, put it in this magazine. You have no clue how many people read that that stupid article, right? You're just sitting there mm-hmm. going, hey, this is my my beauty piece. I put a ton of sweat into this. It looks beautiful. It's great. I'm going to assume that people like it. But with digital age, right, everything's measurable. So on the content side, you know, it's kind of the art of it kind of goes away to a degree because you're like, hey, look, we're going to cover this topic here, we hope people like it. And if they don't, you're like, shit, I just wasted 400 bucks writing this article. Nobody likes. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I feel like on the the traffic side, it's kind of this balance. Like you always want to introduce people to new concepts and ideas, but at the same time, it's like, Oh, I I know if I write, write about the Grammys this week, I'm going to get a a, a boatload of traffic. Right. So yeah, it's always a balance on that stuff, but definitely traffic I feel like is harder than the content. I mean, there's a million. ideas. Of course you could. If you watch
0: this, do you, did you watch the Super Bowl?
2: Of course, yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. And then did you see Kevin Hart trying to get on on uh Did you see him trying <laughs> to get on the awards podium, and he got he got shut down by this huge huge uh, guard? That was awesome. Yeah, and, you really know, I watched Kevin. And
2: oh, did you man, follow him on Instagram. So he's a hilarious guy to follow on Instagram. By the way, he's a
0: hilarious guy. I know him because he's also partners with a friend of mine in in, in Tommy John's, the underwear company. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, the guy who taught, started Tommy John's is from South Dakota. A good guy here in new york and and kevin hart's p- partly in there and 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 so i i see kevin from time to time and yeah he's he's a little dude he's a crazy but he's crazy
2: man that guy's crazy and he works out what 5 a.m every morning if you follow him on instagram yeah. the dude's like addicted to working out and he's
0: oh well, really i don't yeah. want well, one i'm not getting up at five and two i'm not working out at five. <laughs> i might have i might get home at five and i might have a scotch at five but i ain't gonna get up to do that that's
2: for sure well, that's one so driven guy five, yeah
0: yeah, he is a driven guy, but I, you got to respect that. I'm I'm driven different ways. Like all of us have our own little things, and so each for each of us own. Let's go to I want to talk politics for a minute. Now, this is like <laughs> this is this Uh-oh. is internet politics, internet politics. So it's not like Trump crap because that's not fun. Um, but what, what what's your stance on net neutrality? Uh- and the and the argument with the argument that's going on is it. Anything you want to talk about there? No, I
2: mean, look, I, I think it's ridiculous anytime time that, uh, you know, a company's going to come in there and tell you how you can use something like that. Right. It's part of, you know, Internet's part of the yeah. infrastructure. So they'll come yeah. in here and tell me, well, I'm going to give you good bandwidth connection if you use our streaming service versus our competitors or something like that. Right. So, of course, I, I always get pissed off whenever I see that. It's just, you know, it's the way for these big companies to try to monopolize something that it it, it kind of. You know, my mindset should just kind of be, you know, a given. Like, don't don't touch it. Just leave it out there. It's
0: become it's become like air. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like it's a basic necessity. And did you have you seen the the Burger King? Have you seen Burger King's take on this? <laughs>
2: no, but I heard about it with the commercial, right, where they talked about. It's hilarious. <laughs> it
0: is so good. And so informative, and I don't know who it was that's over there at Burger King because Russ Klein used to be there. He's used former CMO, but he's now head of uh, the American Marketing Association. But but I don't know who the CMO that did that over there, but my hats are off to whoever that was because that was freaking hilarious. And, and by the way, folks, if you have not seen this, you have to, t- you have to net neutrality in Burger King and watch <laughs> that. It is just uh, excuse my language, but it's just fucking funny. It's just hilarious, and it's and it's a very good education on what what the argument's all about. Oh yeah,
2: so. oh yeah. And you know what? I would say yeah. this: if you're a CMO at one of these companies, like price it or whatever, like. Do some basic research, you have what the largest generation of millennials that out here right now. Do you think they want to be told how to use the internet? I don't think so right yeah,
0: but't t- but, but at the same time you got to be let's 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 take that side of it. you know if i'm verizon all right, if I'm one of these bigger companies I'm going like, hey, I want to do this this is good business this is good
2: business. So, Absolutely. All right.
0: So you you know, that's who you gotta t- whose ox is being gored. I mean, we all have different reasons for doing different things and we do them differently because of how it affects us. So eh. hey, so what's the biggest trend that you think you're seeing right now? Uh,
2: AI. By far it's gonna be yeah. artificial intelligence. Okay. I think you know what's interesting, virtual reality I feel like is kind of not getting as much attention as you know it was, you know, a couple of years ago. But AI right now, it's smoking hot, right?
0: Well, but AI's got practical applications as opposed to virtual reality, which I, you know, like, look, who wants to – Remember, you remember that Second Life uh, site that used <laughs> yeah. to be around years ago? Remember oh, that? Yeah. Where people would go and have fake avatars to live a fake life? I have a tough time living my real life. Why would I want to go live <laughs> it's a like fake life? Like a Bruce
2: life? Willis movie, Surrogate, right? Remember that? he <laughs>
0: I don't remember yeah. that because I don't the even Audi like fake stuff. No, I don't go see shit like that. I, I don't. Yeah, if it's, uh, and I like Bruce Willis, but I don't
2: think I'd want to go see that.
0: But but you know what I'm saying. And so with the with the VR stuff, I don't think people are going like, eh, I'd rather play real stuff.
2: Yeah, I think look VR. The problem is people are getting dizzy with it. It's kind of gimmicky. Um, real world applications are kind of slow to get out there. Like, look, you know. For me, I'm a Blazers, but I'm also a Celtics fan. If I could put on my VR headset and sit courtside at a Celtics game, absolutely I pay for that, right? Uh if I want to look, mm-hmm. you know, at some real estate and be able to put on that VR headset and walk through a house, I would do that. I feel like a lot of that stuff isn't really coming out, right? It's still around these kind of like, you know, sixteen bit looking graphic games that you're that you're getting then you put on the headset and you know, it's 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 neat, but I think there's We'll see. I think there's they're on that border of that gimmicky to real life application and and AI right now in, in my opinion it's a little bit gimmicky. I've got a smart home at home uh, of course you know I've invested a ton of money in that and it was neat at first when people came in I was like Alexa turn on the lights right and it's a nice little show yeah but at the same time yeah. there's a light switch two feet away I could just push it why do I have to like tell Alexa turn on you know whatever the the patio light so. If there's real world application, absolutely it'll take off. Because
0: you can. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's because you can. Because you can sit on your fat ass and you can say, <laughs> "Alexa, turn on the couch lights." I this do it all true. the time. But, but, but there's. A, are you guys covering things like? And I got to apologize for not knowing this, but are you covering like some software products and things? On thin we do absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you a heads up. Here's one you should go look at. I just had the CEO on the on the uh, show the other day. And I love this product. It's called Voicera. And it gives me electronic virtual assistant who listens in on every call. And so now her name's Eva, electronic virtual assistant Eva. And she listens in on the call. She gives me a transcription of every freaking call. She gives me a word cloud. And while I'm listening, I tell her to highlight certain pieces like action items. I say, okay, Eva. And then I say, "Hey, let's do this," and she records that piece of it, right? And then feeds it back to me as the action items or the highlights of the meeting. Now, in the future, they're telling me I won't even have to do that; that she'll just listen to me and do that. Now I'm hope, um, and I believe that will happen. But I'm telling you, it's like it's like having a personal assistant
2: on a call. I like that. I'd use that. Yeah,
0: ten. And by the way, Ian, ten bucks
2: a month. Yeah, it's cheap.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. So that's the kind of stuff you do. Are you watching stuff in the blockchain too?
2: Uh a little bit. It's funny you should bring that yeah. up. My uh, my business partners really wanted me to get into that. He was like showing me uh all these different ways that, you know, you can generate money, of course, by processing transactions, by mining the cryptocurrency. Um but yeah, we I mean we we track that stuff. It's uh it's interesting, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It is. I, I think blockchain's got a uh, crypto's a little tougher, but uh, the blockchain certainly got some, especially with the speed of which blockchain can can operate and allow you for trans, you know, for transactions. I think you hit it right on the head there. I think that's pretty, pretty cool. So where do you see where do you see you guys at five years from now?
2: You know, uh, really for us, it is uh, kind of expanding our presence into other verticals around our demo. So our demo right now for us uh, is what's called the Henry Millennial. Have you heard of that term, Henry? No, I am not uh, Yeah, uh, Goldman Sachs and Bloomberg coined it. High earners, not rich yet. So what you're finding is, yeah, kind of this, this age right around 30, 34 years old, where you, you have this millennial demo that's starting to pay down student loans, right? They've got their first nice mm-hmm. paying job. They're actually buying a TV and actually paying for HBO to watch Game of Thrones as opposed to downloading off-bit or being a cord cutter, right? So for us, that's mm-hmm. really the sweet spot of who our audience is. And so with DT, we really focus on the technology side of what these readers like, but we also have a site called The Manual, which is a men's fashion, lifestyle, food, and travel site. So we look at that and say, look, if this reader Cares about this in their home theater room, where are they traveling, where are they staying? So for us, it's really expanding verticals across, you know, uh, you know, for that reader across different areas. So, uh, so
0: how do you organize for that? How do you, how do you figure out in your business, um, you know, this Henry or whoever it might be, they like this now i think they'll like this how do you who who makes that is that an editor that makes that decision no, is it i mean there's, is, it, is it you or i mean i mean are you, somebody on your team how do you guys figure that yeah,
2: out yeah so you know that's a good question a lot of it really is around the editorial team so you know we're really a database organization so we have all this amazing data that says look this is what's important to this reader right sustainability Purpose, uh, you know, they like to live this luxury lifestyle, but they actually aren't super wealthy. They don't actually have money in the bank. They're just making good money, right? So, yeah. what are characteristics that this that the, this reader likes? And um, if you look at it, you can create a lot of content around that. It's you know, look, they you know, Henry Melano likes staying in boutique hotels. They like to know that there's a good sustainability story behind you know the uh, you know the brand of that hotel, for example. Uh, they like to use Lyft mm-hmm. and Uber. But they're yeah. maybe not buying super nice cars all the time, so you know all that data point helps us really kind of shape the way we uh, create content for that reader.
0: So, do you have like a so like in a frequent flyer program, or like I'm a I'm global and united, which means I'm at the top of the top of the top of flying public in the world. What do you have like a super user or a super, you know, a super kind of like digital nerd that that kind of like here's your incessantly coming I mean, back to the site. I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, is there somebody like that that you have? And not not quite a stalker, but you yeah, know yeah, we have. Like you call them like, you call them DTS or something <laughs> like that. Do. I don't know.
2: What, what we word? do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have huge fans that uh, obsessively come back over and over every you know multiple times a day. So it's great. It's fun, and they kind of help us shape the content. <laughs>
0: Well, without question, I think that's that's a that's a super way to go. I mean, and then inside of that, are you are, are you kind of do you kind of keep track of those people? And if they leave you, try to win them back or, you know, I'm I'm curious about the data because, you know, it's like, for instance, I was talking to some guys at Match.com or, or Harmony, Harmony or whatever they are. some one of those. And they told me that they know statistically through the data that they could figure out that if I were a single guy what I would be looking for, I said. Well, what and they said one half your age plus nine. That's the kind of that's the woman you look for. And I thought, well, right, one half my age plus nine. Right. Hey, I yeah, somebody, I like re- women somebody like recently
2: that. told me that too. I, I don't know if they saw it in Cosmo yeah. magazine or something no, like
0: that. No, I don't think it was. It could have been a Cosmo, but trust me, I'm not reading Cosmo. But the but they told me that. And then the, the, guess what it was for a woman. Uh, is three times, three times our revenue, three times. Our revenue. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So do you have things? I'm just, I know we're running out of time, but do you have like, you can pinpoint if this, then we, this we do. So we know, for
2: example, if you yeah. came to the site uh, and you were looking at laptops, we would know, Hey, Jeffrey's interested in these manufacturers. He's interested at this price point all the way down to the SKU level. We know what features you like in a laptop, you name it. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we collect all that stuff. What we don't do is we don't have like a sign on on the site. So you can sign up through the newsletter, and we could, you know, maybe kind of pull you back that way. But uh, you know, we don't have like a single sign on on the site where like you, you know, you you sign in, or you can comment that type of stuff. Probably something we should do, to, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest, but uh, we don't. But yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, because yeah, it almost be like that. The old uh, there was a movie Tim Tim Robbins was in. And and uh, it was the blue letter, and whenever the blue letter came out, everybody went. It was like alarms went off. So you know, if I came to the site, and you knew I was like a super user, and I'm going to buy all this stuff, like ah, ah, there's like a scramble going on. You know, there in, in
2: Portland or, or Seattle, right?
0: or in your New York yeah. office.
2: Yeah, so you exactly. influence. You know, it's funny. Uh, my kid, you know, she's what 12 years old, middle school, whatever. And they had, you know, last year she graduated fifth grade and, and went into middle school. They had this like this little uh, video, and it was like, what do you want to? Be when you grow up. You're sitting there in the auditorium. You're seeing all the kids. There was like, you know, two kids that are like, I want to be a YouTube influencer. A couple others that are like, I want to be an Instagram influencer. <laughs> I look at my wife. I'm like, that's really a job. I can't believe that. Like, kids want to grow up to do that.
0: Yeah. It is, isn't it crazy to see that? That's just wild. That the fact that the, that that's the way they're thinking and that's what they're doing. So. <laughs> all right, my friend. Well, I listen, man. I could do this. I think you and I could. We got to do this. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. How about you come back? I want you to come back and I want you to talk to me about the top ten digital trends or something. We're going to do that on a regular basis. I because one we just have too much fun. yeah absolutely we'd love we're just to have too much fun. I think people are going to like this and then they're going to love the show and then they're going to love love hearing more about you. But I but I think we should get. I would love to get more into. Hey, what are the C suite trends? What are the business trends? I'd like to talk a little bit more about that you got too. It. So fantastic. All right. Well, thanks. I, we're talking to Ian Bell, the CEO of Digital Trends, and.
1: Hey, that was a great show, wasn't it? You can actually
0: sense chemistry coming through on a microphone, can't you? And I really enjoyed talking to Ian. Never met him before, and what a fun time. You know, meet him uh, seconds before we get on air. So, and talking about chemistry, I want to talk about my styling sponsor. I'm talking about one of the greatest uh, services I'm using right now. It's in Stitch, U. In Stitch U. Now, these guys specialize in custom-tailored menswear for the modern gentleman, Okay. Not for every gentleman, just the modern ones, not the old fashioned ones, the ones that want to look good. You know, beyond Metro Mail, really look good styling. Like right now, I'm wearing one of their custom made shirts with French cuffs. I got my favorite uh, cuff leaks on. I got, it's got, uh, you know, my initials in the shirt. This is awesome. And I'm wearing one of their jackets that they made for me and, you know, tapered sleeves, everything. Each ordered is covered by the perfect fit guarantee. It means they alter the garment, remake it, or refund. You purchase in full, it means you don't have nothing to lose. Look, these guys have got suits starting at four ninety nine. They got shirts starting at eighty nine bucks. So you can visit and visit, you know, them right on. In- <coughs> oh my, I get choked up talking about it. You can visit with them at Institute.com Okay. That's I N S T I T C H U. Feels like a football team, doesn't it? And you should get on the team because you're gonna start looking better every day. Hey. So what did I learn today? I tell you what I learned. At every show, I like to end up with what I learned. And I learned that you can have a lot of fun when you're talking about technology. That's what I learned. And the biggest thing was to think before you act, right? Think before you act. There was two things he said. One, it was the biggest mistake he ever made because he didn't think before he went off and did the business. That was a smart, smart thing for him to say. So probably don't act so impulsive when you first get started. The other thing is shut your mouth. That's right. Shut your mouth. All right because sometimes we talk too much. And so here was a guy was giving him $50,000. And he said, that's a great buy for the year. He goes, no, idiots for a month. So he got to got 12 times the money, 12 times the money, but he was so happy settling with the $50,000. Holy moly. You know, imagine what he would have walked out of with if he had shut his mouth, right? So that's what you got to learn sometimes when to shut your mouth and listen, 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 and never assume, right? You know, everything because you know what assume does makes an ass out of you and me. You know that. All right. Hey, don't forget, don't be an ass. Okay. Make sure you tell friends about the show and, and tell them you can find us. You can find us right here on C-Suite Radio. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us anywhere. You can find a podcast and you can come and find us. And this has been Jeffrey Hazlett right here on All Business on C-Suite Radio.